I have been dreading this moment. I knew it was going to happen. I knew eventually in this podcast, we would have to talk about some very uncomfortable things that have happened to us and that are the reality of not just Latina actresses and actresses in general, but also women in different industries. I think it's going to be a trigger for a lot of people. I'm not just, <laughs> you know, and my, me included. Um, but I think it needs to be done. The time has come for this episode. Yeah. So here it goes. People get ready. Welcome. To episode five. <laughs> is it five? It is five. Yes. Welcome to episode five, season two. Sex. Relationships. Careers. And just plain life. From the experience of two Latina actresses. Welcome to The Unfiltered. Hi, I am Vanessa Tomasino. And my name is Maria Bruson. There are a few things in life that are very uncomfortable to talk about. This is The Unfiltered after all. So the whole point of these conversations are that we are unfiltered, despite the fact that we perhaps don't want to talk about certain things. I think it's really important that we address a few things. Um, it has a lot to do with sexuality and the way our bodies become sites of contestation in society. And we normalize that, you know, mm -hmm. like we just assume it's what it's done. Like, mm -hmm. especially our generation. I mean, I was born in the 80s. Sexual abuse and sexual comments towards women were so normal. But it shouldn't have to be normal. So today we're addressing sexual abuse, sexual assault, and sexual predators. Not just in our industry, although it's very common in our in mm -hmm. industry, but also in life. Because a sexual predator not, is not always a total stranger. They come in all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. And most of the times, it is people that you know. So let's get talking. It's funny because, you know, a few episodes ago, we said we don't hate men. <laughs> <laughs> I am starting to change my tune. The more I think about the shit that we have to deal with. And once again, it's not a gender war, but I do think that we have to bring awareness to the fact that we have been affected by men. I was listening to this girl. Um, she had a podcast on sexual abuse and stuff like that. And, you know, we had just done our episode on, we don't hate men. Mm -hmm. oh, we're so cute and naive. <clears throat> 
And she was like, no, I hate men. And she gave a list of the things why she hates men that were spot on. Mm -hmm. That I just thought to myself, wow, when you rationalize it like that, then yes, I hate men. <laughs> it's painful. That's why I laugh. Um, I think we should, uh, Maria, talk about our most recent incident of sexual misconduct with a director. Yeah. Um... In this in in this industry, um, the showbiz, you know, there's no business like show business <laughs> and pain. You know, it like everything seems so appealing from the outside, like, and some people pursue acting or modeling or being an influencer um, because of the lush life the money, glam, red carpets, events, um, being part of, you know, the high social class. But no one really talks about the dark side of showbiz. And anyone who is willing or does talk about it, they're vetted. And they're literally like pushed aside, silenced. And it's just the way it has been. And if no one talks about it, it's the way it's gonna be for a very long time. Um, a reason, like a very relevant example of, of the effect of speaking up um, is Brendan Fraser. Mm -hmm. He spoke up about how he was sexually abused by someone, a man who, held a lot of power in the industry, in the movie industry. And when he spoke up, he was literally pushed aside and locked away in a coffin to be forget, to be, um, what's it called? To be olvidado. Yeah, forgotten. Forgotten um, about him. And mm -hmm. he did not work for almost 20 years. And now, you know, we see his success story of his most recent uh, work in in a movie, award winning. You know, he he won a SAG award. He won an Academy Award for his for his role in the whale, but it took twenty years. Mm -hmm. And he's <clears throat> a man, a straight man in the industry. A white, a white, white straight, straight male, Canadian. By the way, we love you, we Canada. Love you. <laughs> so, what hope does that? leave for women who do suffer from sexual abuse, sexual misconduct in and out of set. I think it's a gamble <clears throat> when it comes to your career. And I think the question is, what's more important to you, your career or your dignity? Mm -hmm. I think Dignity comes first for me. And if that means never having to be in a movie again, although it will pain me, so be it. So be it. Because I cannot sleep at night 
thinking that I'm complicit of, of certain behavior that not only affects me, because the moment you stay silent, it affects everybody else. That you just let them get away with it. Exactly. And in a way, you are accepting that this behavior is okay because, because you stay quiet. And you're part of the problem. You are part of the problem. I don't want to be part of the problem. I'm very aware. I'm very aware that because I've never wanted to sleep with anybody like a director or a producer that I have the career that I have, which is that I am a working actor who struggles. And by struggling, I mean, I work my ass off for my work. I don't have anyone saying, Hey, Vanessa is my girlfriend or I'll give Vanessa a role because I've slept with her. No. And yes, there have been offers, but it's not something that goes with me. It's not something that I would feel proud of. And perhaps that's why I am not super famous. Not that I would want to be famous anyway, but a lot of people ask, you know, when you want to be like a lead in a series, of course I would, but I want to do it my way. I don't want to have to sleep with someone or get it just because I'm pretty. What the hell? I'm working. I want to own things because I worked for them, not because they were given to me. But it seems to me that this world is not about that. It's not. Um, I'm pretty sure that I, even though I, I just started my career and I just started to dive into this, this industry and, and everything, I'm pretty sure that because I am not willing to do that either, I'm not willing to sell my, my dignity my myself to men or women we don't even know like that just want want us just want me for my for my for my looks or they want me sexually that's one of the reasons why you know i'm still here maybe i don't know who nobody knows but it could be a possibility i i wasn't in, in a position where this movie director who called himself director, I don't even know if, you know, how big he is or not. No comment. Um, he insisted multiple times that he wanted to see me. He wanted to like come to El Salvador and like take me out to dinner. And he wanted to, he wanted to take me to Cannes to watch like, you know, the Cannes Film Festival. And he wanted to take me to Venice and to LA. And he wanted to, to like, he wanted me to meet all of the, you know, big names in the industry. He wanted, he wanted me to move to Mexico. Can we just say something? The names that he was dropping. I had no I clue no who they clue were because <laughs> I guess they were Mexican actors. I don't know. Or Latino actors from, I don't know from where, but he would mention names that we would be like from Spain and like, who, who no, are these people? no, no, like no shade at them. No shade at them. But it's just like, it's at him that he thinks he can name drop, assuming that we would know who, who they are. It's like, no, but not only that, like he was name dropping, uh, actors and actresses who are in like in a different, format that we're working yeah. towards you know like like it's not that we're better or they're better it's just like it's different soap opera is just another format we're tv and and and, and movies you know it's, mm -hmm. just, it's just different and it was not until i had to tell him okay 
I have a, like, I just said, I said, no, 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 no. And apparently he did not get the memo that no means no. And yes means no. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It wasn't until I told him that I was in a relationship that he stopped. Not even. I told him I was in a relationship and he said, are you sure? Are you sure you're in a relationship? And I'm like, yes, I am very damn sure I'm I'm in a relationship. Like, who are you to be questioning my relationship status? And it doesn't even matter. Like, just the fact that I told you no a thousand times already, you should have stopped. I am not interested. I'm not interested. Like, the amount of... uh, I don't even... I, I can't even. The amount of times I had to say no to this man, and he still did not get it, I can't even. It's insane that one no is not good enough. No. He needed an explanation. He actually needed like a reason behind my 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 declining. You're rejecting his... him. He needed an explanation. Like, why do you need an explanation? No is no. Like, it just, I, I'm not interested. I don't want to go out with you. I'm not interested in like traveling with you. I don't want to meet the big names in the industry that you're talking about who I have no idea who they are. Like, I'm not interested. From the moment I sense the sexual predator vibes. <laughs> yeah, predator vibes. Like, I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should talk about that event. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one time. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that, friends. Once again, we're not <clears throat> going to say this person's name because it's the same director that we were talking about because we don't want to be charged for libel. Uh, but even though it's true, everything that we're saying, but we, you know, it's not a smeared campaign. That being said, if you want to ask us personally and directly, we will tell you who it is just because we do think that it is um important that sexual predators and yeah are you know are recognized i mean we know who they are and then stay safe especially because the same person has been writing to other girls in our acting community Mm -hmm. girls who look underage even though they're not they're like 19 but they're still fairly young i mean i mean i'm 41 innocent and inexperienced yes yes and so and and writing things like hey beautiful you're so beautiful it's like how dare you there's not even like a hello it's like, who are you? What do you do? No, it's like, hey, you're so beautiful. Predator. Sexual predator. Okay, let's not hide it. Okay. Do you think, oh, I was talking to somebody today and they were saying men take sex like a sport. Mm-hmm. They don't care who they sleep with. For them, it's just about numbers and they will flirt with anyone. A waitress. Uh, an older lady. A homeless person. It doesn't matter. They will flirt with anyone and sleep with anyone because it's a game to them. Our bodies become a place of entertainment for men. I don't like that. And you know what's the funny thing, Maria? And it's people shouldn't shame your sexuality. I'm tired of people shaming your sexuality, saying women shouldn't be sexual. I'm done with that. That being said, I'm also done with people looking at you and classifying you, saying like, oh, she's sexy, she's pretty, she's a freak. 
Mm-hmm. What the fuck? We're human. You know, you know what people think of me? They think I'm this wild person in bed. They've told me. They're like, you probably have threesomes and orgies. Oh my God. I'm like, you're probably a narcissistic son of a bitch. What is it? Is it my boobs? Is it my curly hair? That gives the impression I am like this person who, I don't know, that acts in porn. And, and it bothers me, you know, because I have so much to offer as a human. More than just your body. Who the fuck cares about my sexual life? Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Who cares? I don't go walking around asking people, do you have threesomes? Do you have orgies? You look like somebody that would have an orgy. Who cares? Then why do you have to do it with women? Because that's what men do, you know? They sit around, they talk about that. Mm-hmm. Who's the prettiest girl in this place? Who would you fuck? How many people do you think she's been with? And that's where the conversation turns into Vanessa's probably a freak. What the fuck? We have so much more to offer as humans. The fact nobody has said, wow, Vanessa has amazing publications on democracy. That's sexy. It is. It is, just in case you don't think it is. It's very sexy to be smart and to have research and shit like that. I digress. <laughs> Coming back to this night, this wonderful night that Maria and I had oh with this person. It was a meeting. I'm not saying I'm making it sound like it's romantic. Okay, no. It was a we me- thought, it was, we thought We thought it was, it was a, a meeting. Business mi- yeah. Meeting. Yeah. Because we were going to, like, this director, he wanted to meet me. We were he, fooled. He wanted to um, meet me because he, he was interested in my work and he wanted to, like, you know, well, allegedly he wanted to um, give you a role, give me a role in one of his movies, upcoming movies or whatever project. And I represent her. So it's in my best interest too. And I told Vanessa, she's like, I'm coming with you. Network. Let's, let's make it a a public place. Let's go to a restaurant. And he said, no, 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 we're going to meet at um, my friend's apartment, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, all right. Um, He gave me this person's name, the the owner of the apartment. I'm like, okay, I know this person. So, Mm -hmm. Um, we thought it's safe. We know her. Okay. Um, Vanessa's coming with me, whatever Mm -hmm. we get there to what we thought was a business meeting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everything that happened afterwards, just, I have no words. Listen, I felt like I was being punked by Ashton Kutcher. Like I felt Ashton Kutcher would, uh, do you guys, do you know what? Yeah. He's going to come out. And yes, thank say, God. I'm like, are you too young to know this reference? <laughs> no. You know the show, right? It, was it MTV? MTV, yeah. he would come out and be like, oh, you've been punked. And you're like, oh, no, my car's on fire. You know, it's like, anyway, I thought that was going to happen. Everything was so weird. So weird. The conversation was so weird. This director is telling Maria, like, oh, you're so beautiful. And because you're so beautiful, you can be a star in Mexico. Maria's looking puzzled, like, like why? What? Yeah, one Mexico. You know, like, like there's nothing like wrong the, with Mexico. The loading uh, icon from like Apple, and like, <laughs> I'm just like, huh? And there's nothing wrong with Mexico. I love Mexico. My kids are Mexican. It's, it's not just that. not our format. It's not what we're, we, you know, we're working. We audition in Los Angeles. 
that's our thing, right? In Hollywood and stuff like that. So, so he's going like, you should just, oh, and he said to Maria, you should just not go to Los Angeles because there you have to actually work. You have to audition and work like an actor. Instead, you can go to Mexico and you can find yourself a director that finds you attractive and you'll become his muse and then he'll place you in any movie. We were in shock. I, I think we both looked at each we, other we like gasped. We're like, <laughs> we did gasp. We did not gasp. And I think we held our hands like, what was happening here? I thought it was being punked. And um, and then he and he went on to say, "You're so beautiful. You don't have to work so hard. Auditioning doesn't matter anyway." That's yeah. so out of uh, when when he tried to mansplain like that. <laughs> what we're doing it doesn't matter. He's like, no one really auditions anymore. Like. Like, that's just not how it works. That's not how Hollywood works. And Vanessa's like, I auditioned like eight times this week for the best like <laughs> casting directors in Latin America. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, nobody does that anymore. Like, like why, why are you auditioning? Like, you just have to like know someone and that person knows someone and you just, you're just put in the movie automatically. So backwards. His arguments were so backwards, you know, like he was out of a a movie from the 50s or something, you know, like I'm looking at this man going, do you realize I'm like a SAG actra that everything you're saying is borderline illegal <laughs> and that it is specifically <laughs> sexual assault? <laughs> like, do you understand what you're saying? He even went as far as to say, listen to this, folks, because you're not going to believe what he said to us. Do you remember the hotel? Oh, podcast? yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, you know, girls, what you should do? And we're like, yes, tell us, man. You know what you should do? You should go to Cannes and go to this hotel. And he said the name of the hotel. I didn't listen because I don't give a fuck. And he said the name. And he's like, that's the hotel where, where all the stars stay during the Cannes Festival. We're like, so? And then he goes, well, you guys should get all pretty up, dressed super nicely. And then you should wait at the lobby for the stars, like Will Smith, I don't even know why he said Will Smith, like Will Smith, to pick you guys up. That's what all the models do. Everyone who wants to be someone, they just like dress up, they sit at the, the hotel's lobby, they order a drink, and they wait for like the movie stars who are going to Cannes uh, to pick them up and like take them. They're just like wait, like that's, that's what they do. They just wait there for someone to, and we're like, okay, so let me get this straight. I should buy a $1,000 ticket from San Salvador to, to Paris, to Cannes, um, buy an expensive dress, expensive shoes, because he said that I should wear designer, that, yes, I, need, yes, he that I need expensive clothes to like, be someone that. in the industry. He said that. He said um, that she should wear all brands, like designer brands. So <laughs> what are we like? I'd like $3,000, you know, uh, get my hair, makeup done obviously take money to like for drinks and, and food because like up to this point I'm still not picked up by someone so I have to like you know pay for my own stuff and just gamble my way through con and like wait for someone to pick me up because if not then I'm just gonna have spent five thousand dollars and just like throw them to the trash because like no one picked me up like I don't understand his rhetoric his way of thinking. How does it work? I mean, we're not, he's like, we're not prostitutes, but even then that's stupid because we're losing money too. It's like, like yeah. Um, <laughs> how, how does that work? I haven't, I, we're just, we're just staring at him like. No, I was, I was in shock. I had never heard anything. And like then that. he tried to mansplain what a demo reel is. 
<laughs> he tried to explain us what a demo like, reel like, was. No, you know what you need? A demo reel. And I'm like, because like, okay. <laughs> the way that I that, that I I met this director was through Instagram. I sent my headshot, my resume, and my demo reel because I wanted to audition for one of his movies. Um and he did not reply to my message until he saw my profile on Instagram and said, like, oh, you're so beautiful. Anyway, fast forward. Mm-hmm. He tried to tell me that I needed a demo reel. I'm like, I sent you one. Honey, you saw my demo reel. He's like, no, no, no. You need a, a demo reel. I'm like, I have a demo reel. No, no, no. You're not, you, you, you're not getting it. You need a demo reel. You need, like, real actors, like this name, this name, and this name to act with you in a scene. He started dropping names of people we don't know. So you need to like have scenes with these people, these actors to have in your demo reel. And I'm like, why would I replace my demo reel with real footage from real projects, like short films and like, you know, feature films with made up scenes with your friends, actors, that I have no clue who they are and who speak Spanish, not English. Like how, please make it make sense. Cause I have no idea what you're talking about. I was so confused that night. I mean, it makes, it makes for a great story now, but I was so confused and it didn't stop there. I like to think it, it was, that was it. The demo reel was not the breaking point. Um, he kept on pressuring Maria to date him. You know, like, let's go out. Let's see each other. Like, what's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. No, wait, wait, wait. You're skipping a huge part of the night. Um, once we were, like, already, like, okay, this is definitely not a business meeting. And they just, like, ordered, like, five bottles of wine. They're like, drink, 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 drink. And Vanessa was doing her, like, her job to be my, you know, my agent and try to sell me as a great actress. And she's like... Because he kept saying, like, oh, she's beautiful. Look at her. She's so tall and whatever. And then she's like, yeah, she's not only beautiful, she's a great actress. And then he comes up to Vanessa and tells her, you must be a lesbian because you talk so well about Maria. And we're like, what the fuck did you just say? You know, it would have been a really nice comeback. And there's nothing wrong with being a lesbian, you know, but let me, but I am I am currently not. But one really good comeback would have been, well, you know, meeting people like you make you want to be a lesbian. Yeah. Because yeah. it's true. I would not want that man around me. What is wrong? What is wrong with supporting women? How dare you try to tell someone their sexuality or sexual orientation just because she is supportive of her friend and client how dare you we come back to the whole they think they can categorize us into she's a lesbian she can do a threesome with another woman like it just it's mind-boggling it's mind-boggling like the audacity i I was in shock i was in shock and he's and he wasn't like he wasn't playing around. He actually dead serious. He, dead he serious. Like, like you must, you must be a psycho. Oh, he said the toxic thing yeah. too. Yeah, you must be a. T- you must be so toxic. 
he said I was toxic people. You you now that I have listened to the unfiltered for two seasons now, you know that I am perhaps the least toxic person. And I think the problem is that maybe some people would want me to be toxic because some people would say like men would be like, oh, be a little jealous because that's how you care about me. But the truth is I'm not that kind of person because I am a secure woman who has who have worked so much on myself. You know, I'm 41. I have two kids. I've been married twice. What can I say? You know, like I... I've, I've figured my shit out, you know? But at that moment, I was like, excuse me, what is happening here? And he's like, you must be toxic because you're like so strong. And because you, because uh, I was putting limits and boundaries. And he's like, you must be one of those toxic girlfriends. I'm like, oh my God, this man is a caveman. It was amazing. It was um, quite the experience that I will never forget. And it, it was a, a really good reminder of the world that we live in. Because, you know, I, 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 I sometimes blame myself for living in my bubble, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I do think that everyone's good people. I, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I, I firmly believe that if we come together, we can make a better world. I really do. And I try to surround myself with people who are like that. So I am rarely exposed to these predators. But that night, <clears throat> that night was a really good reminder that the world has changed or that the, at least the world outside my world is a very dangerous place. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I don't date, right? Like I'm not on social media or like apps, so dating apps and stuff like that. So I'm not exposed to these predators. All the people that I go out with are my friends, people that I know. But the reality, Maria, is that there's some freaks out there. <laughs> and they're dangerous. And they're predators. And it is important that we recognize that they're out there. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, especially for the younger people, (coughs) you know, because they're also getting messages from these men. Um, We're obviously generalizing. Like, of course, not every man is like this. Of course, (coughs) there's good men. Of course. You know, I am choking because I'm not 100% sure I can support you on this statement right now in my life. Um, <laughs> no, I know. You, I know we shouldn't generalize. Uh, I'm just in a lot of pain from this situation. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's like it's sad because the the majority of of men do have some twisted thoughts. And the other day, like I was talking to my boyfriend and he said something really triggering that I did not know how to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, I we grew up like really differently in like in our environments. He went to an all boys school. Yeah. I went to an, a co-ed school, and I I have a lot of male friends, and I wanted to believe that I had a lot of male friends. I have, I had two best friends mm-hmm. and who, you know, I considered my brothers literally. And he said, look, I know how men think. I know how men act. 
I know men's intentions. I am a man. I grew up around men. I know all the locker room talk. I know everything. I know how men think. If you believe for a second that you have a male best friend, you are so wrong. That does not exist. That is not true. Any man who calls them your friend, who calls themselves your friend, stops being your friend the moment you, if like, what he was, what he wanted to, to say was, if you let them and if you open that door for them, for it to be something else, they're going to take it. Hmm. That's just how men think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I had, <clears throat> I did not know how to process that. Because for me, like, I know he did not want to, he, did, he didn't want to hurt me. Of course not. But to me, it was like everything I knew or I thought I, I knew was a lie. Because I grew up with these friends, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, and coincidentally, one of my, like who I thought was my brother, the moment I started dating my boyfriend, he pushed away mm-hmm. and he stopped talking to me. He stopped calling. He stopped texting. He stopped, you know, checking in. And he's like, why do you think that is? It's not a coincidence. Fuck. And I'm like, fuck me. Everything started to make sense a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. I was recently told the same thing by a man who said to me, you don't have male friends. You have men who want to sleep with you. Like, how fucked up is that? Like, now I, I can't, I don't have male friends. <laughs> like, how does that work? And he's like, no. And I, and I kept saying my best example because he's like my father, Simi, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Gray. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, 20-something years older than me? He's never wanted to sleep with me. I've never wanted to sleep with him. He's like my father. Are you going to tell me that he's not my friend either? That he wants to sleep with me? Ay, ay, ay. It's hard. It's tough. It's really tough. I, um, I choose not to believe part of that because like you, I grew up with, in a, in a bilingual school with, with guys too, that are like my siblings. And uh, I've never had an issue with them at all. Actually, I am best friends with their wives and everything. It's not, they don't want to sleep with me for crying out loud. The thing is, like, it doesn't matter if you don't want to sleep with them. Like, you never know. Like, you will never know for certain. No, like, listen, listen, I, I, I get that. And that's the thing. Like, that's what baffles me now. Yeah. Is the <laughs> idea what I told you at the beginning of this podcast that I said, so we, it's a sport to them. Yeah. It's like we are not human. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with that. And to be quite honest, when I had that conversation this morning about being just a number, um, I'm not going to lie. I shut down mm-hmm. as a human. Because the idea that we're just entertainment really bugs me. And I think, you know what bugs me too? That I've been a supporter of humanity. 
And maybe that's my mistake. You know that I was so angry about the sexual predators that because all this, the reason we're talking about this, it's because it happened this week. We're in class. We talked about sexual predators and a, a few of the girls started showing me their Instagrams and they had messages from these sexual predators and these girls who look like they're 14, 15. And they had messages from these sexual predators saying, wow, you're so beautiful. Where do you live? Can I go meet you? Can we yeah. hang out? Men who are over 40. And so that started the conversation of we need to expose them. We need to tell the world that these predators are living amongst us, right? Mm -hmm. So that was initially what happened. Like that's what started this conversation. That's what inspired this particular episode. That being said, when I had this conversation this morning about men seeing sex as sports and seeing sexuality, it's, and it's the double standard, you know? It's like, so for them, the more people they get, the better because then their experience and that's what they're supposed to do. But for women, they lose their value. It makes no sense. You know what, dude, you lose your value too. And I don't care what you say, like, no, I have more experience. You lose your fucking value too. I don't want to be with someone who has slept with an entire country. Ew. Ew. Exactly. That's a word. It's you. It's you. What makes you think, you know, and they tell me like, oh, but a woman wants somebody who's experienced. No, you know what women want? Safety. Mm. Safety. Respect. Respect. Equality. Equality. Equity. That's what women want. We don't want, you know, something that really bothers me, it's mansplaining in the bedroom. A man telling me what to do. It's like, oh, because I've tried this, do this. No, dude, I'm not a toy, you know? And so having all these conversations, the sexual predators and the way that they see us and then having these, these men ap approach us depending on, our, on, on how they feel we sexually are, it has really closed me off from the world. I feel closed off from the world. I feel like I don't want to let anybody into my life now. My doctor, my therapist says that I shouldn't be like that. Because like you said it right now, it's, we're not generalizing. It's not all men. But it's a big group of men. And the thing is, you don't know who they are. You don't know. I've heard stories of people that I knew or I mean, I, that I still know, they're not dead, I know. But they're telling me horrible stories of how they sleep with women just for fun and make them feel bad. And I'm going, I don't want this person in my life, not even as a friend or, some, or an acquaintance. Why is it that women don't do that? I mean, hey, listen, there are some women out there who are also very dangerous. I've had friends who yeah, have been accused of, course, of rape of and have been taken to jail because of crazy women who have also lied in court. So I know there's also crazy women I'm, and I certainly do not want to defend them. I don't want to de defend them because they're hurting men as well. So it's not that it's just men. You know, there are some crazy women out there too. <clears throat> but why is it that for us, sex is not a sport? We're not going like, oh, we'll take you, we'll take you. I know some women are doing it. Like some other, some dude told me the other day, like there was this woman that came up to him and was like, oh, I want to sleep with you. My husband will never know. Okay, listen, we're not talking about women who are reactionary in crisis and they need to sleep with someone because something's happening. I'm talking in general. We don't sit around 
as women, we don't sit around and talk about who we would like to fuck. Have we ever done that, Maria? We've been to, uh, friends how long? Four years. Four years. Have we ever sat down and discussed who we would like to sleep with? No. No. Second factor, have we ever discussed details of our sexual life with our partners? No. Never. It's funny, men think it's a lie when I tell them that. Why would I start talking about my sexual life with my friend? Why? It's intimate, it's private. Most men don't realize that a lot of women like are super shy to like yeah. talk about their sexual lives because it's so taboo even among your friends yes that it just doesn't happen and and to be quite honest and i'm part of this group it's not just it's not that it's taboo only but it's the fact that i don't i don't know what it's to also say uncomfortable like why would you want to share details on your man's private parts or like the way he does something like no what do i gain i here's the thing i wouldn't even know if somebody was good in bed or not because I'm not comparing anyone. You know, how would I be like, oh, you know, Maria, this is happening. Like, I wouldn't even be able to know the difference. That being said, here's the one thing women will talk about. Feelings. Yeah. We will talk about the fights that we're having with, with these men. We will talk about the fact that they are the same things to us that are triggering, that are bothering us. And men usually don't do that. And men don't do that. Mm -hmm. We could spend hours talking about gaslighting. We could spend hours talking about how men want to control us or tell us what to do or whatever. We could spend hours talking about jealousy and what, you know, whatever. That, those are real concerns. We don't sit around fantasizing about men and saying, Maria, from the people we know, who would you sleep with? What? Who has time? Well, men have time. To I was going to say who has time for that, but apparently men have time for that. Get yourself to work. Yeah, like, <laughs> Do something productive. You know, sitting around and saying, oh, she's hot. She looks like she's a freak. What the fuck? Ah, you. I hate feeling like I'm a, I'm a prop, you know. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, friends. This is what's happening to me. I think that we have to be very straight up with these issues and perhaps start recognizing that we shouldn't let so many people into our lives. Like you said with your friends, starting to get those coincidences together, saying maybe this is true after all. You know that after the whole sexual predator thing with the messages on Instagram with the girls and, and me being an advocate for for uh, change and, and respect and, and speaking up about violence and abuse and stuff like that, <clears throat> I had to go back to my Instagram and look at my pictures. Mm -hmm. And I had to say, because in my naive world, I'm like, I look really cute in that picture. And then I thought, wait a second, what are the sexual predators thinking? Mm -hmm. An open invitation. It's an open invitation. It's a mixed message. You have this very strong woman who's almost a, a doctor, mm -hmm. and she is half naked. Mm -hmm. What is it saying? It's mm -hmm. not my brand. You know, as much as I, I, I'm like 
finding my voice and I love I'm trying to accept my body and stuff like that. Putting into context that there are sexual predators made me really uncomfortable. Especially in the internet. Like you just don't want yes. to open that door for them. No. So I had to remove them. Mm -hmm. I removed my pictures. It made me feel really well. Actually, I was really happy with my decision. But it, I was sad about the fact that how terrible it is that we do not see this coming and we do not expect this and we think the world is a safe place mm -hmm. even with the people that we're with and then suddenly like you said everything that you know that was true is not it's hard being a woman it's hard being a woman. Oh, sometimes i wonder when when is it gonna get easier when is it gonna get when we're dead gonna get easier when we're dead that's the truth and even for some women that's not true because then they they speak ill of them when they're dead mm -hmm. and they cannot defend themselves look at marilyn monroe <laughs> look at that shitty movie i mean hey producers good stuff on the camera and stuff but um what's the narrative here what are you telling women and why do you have that actress naked in every scene i'm sorry anna but that should have never happened to you but it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. So if you have any comments on <clears throat> what we have to say, lots of comments. I can see them coming. Bring them on. Bring them on. Bring them on. We know what you're going to say. Blah, blah, blah. We're terrible women. We hate men. Blah, blah, blah. That's actually starting to be true. You know, at least for me, you know, um, Say no to sexual predators. And if this is if this is the episode we have to do to let girls know that if some man's messaging you and saying you're pretty, please block them immediately. Just if this is the episode that has to do that, then so be it. This is yeah. it. Your physical appearance is not your worth. Under no circumstance are you obligated to say yes or agree to any anything or any invitation or even to smile by a man you don't have to smile if they tell you to smile only compliments your physical attributes or that promises you know your career jump or anything like you're not you're not obli obligated to say yes to any of that and send your ground talk to other women because you're not alone and this is going to be a very long and hard fight to fight mm -hmm. but i mean mm -hmm. this is all we got and uh apologies to the good men allies out there who have yeah. to listen to us rant today because i know that you are not like that and we appreciate and we love you and, and we're very thankful that you stand next to us and you support us so thank you for being so patient with this episode but i think it's important that if we are systematically being oppressed by men as women, we have to say it. If there are sexual predators among us who are writing and saying horrible things to us and to little girls, we have to say it. It is what it is. So if you have a message, you can uh, message Maria at... You can find me on TikTok and Instagram as MF Bruson. 
And if you want to send me a message, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook, I don't check, so ignore. TikTok and Instagram uh, as Vanessa Tomasino, one N, one S. That's the episode. It had to be done. So. Any requests for next episode? If you want us to talk about something more um, joyful or yeah. if you want to, if you want us to keep, you know, the same energy for like, you know, hard topics and we can also do that. Vanessa angry the entire season <laughs> two. Yay. Um, no, no, no. We, you know, we just want to shed light on things that are very important in our society yeah. and girls who need us uh, because it would have been helpful for us as well mm -hmm. to hear this. So thank you. We'll see you next episode. See you next episode. Bye.